0: Welcome to The Big Chi Show, your destination for fantasy sports domination. Now, here's your host, Chris, The Big Chi, Cheon. Good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening on this Thursday, welcome to The Big Chi Show, a fantasy sports and betting experience. Show brought to you by Driscoll and Simone LLC, premium accounting. And financial services, listen, get yourself invested in the market. Grow your portfolio. Get more money. And when it's tax season, these guys are the ones you want to see. They can even assist in business strategies. Whether you're starting a business, trying to secure a loan, Driscoll D Simone, email them info at Driscoll D-R-I-S-C-O-L-L D DeSimone, spell D E S I M O N E dot I'm the Big Chee, and I'm going to talk about some fringe fantasy options for this week. Ten, we've got six teams on a bye week. We'll start with the quarterback position. A lot of these teams, Carson Wentz is somebody that you may have been starting in a 14-team league, 12-team team league, but if you're at the Sean Watson owner, you probably have already made moves for Phillip Rivers on the waiver wire, maybe Daniel Jones- Derek Carr is who I like best out of some of the fringe quarterback options this week. Yes, he's playing Thursday night against a tougher San Diego defense. San Diego. That's where I hope they move to. Los Angeles defense. Not London. Yeah, just go back to San Diego. You know, I think opposing players enjoyed going to San Diego. I've never even been there, but I've heard it's tight. Let's talk about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a guy that is just really coming about right got trashed last year there was thought about that the raiders should move on from him at the position but he's got a hot hand and it's a short week i'm willing to go with that and i'm willing to ride him out over a guy like daniel jones if you were not able to get philip rivers who was available in like 60 percent of yahoo leagues which is crazy i mean he hasn't been doing exceptional but last week he seemed to get it together Getting Russell Okung back helps. But I saw this from Josh Dubow, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, a sports writer for AP. Carr, over his last five games, has a 69.7 completion percentage. In the NFL, he leads in completion percentage, 71.2%. He's only gotten sacked in the last five games twice. One interception of that span, well, he's got nine touchdowns. He's somebody that in this Sean Gruden offense seemed to be Reinvigorated. Hunter Renfro in this offense now. First in the NFL and third down passer rating, seventh in red zone touchdown passes, eighth in yards per attempted. I mean, these are nice stats for Derek Carr. Last year, again, it was like either Jared Cook or Jalen Richard. Well, now he's got Darren Waller who's been excellent. Josh Jacobs has been a solid running back. I think Daniel Jones is a fine option. Logged 41 passes in each of his last two games. Ran for 54 in the loss to the Cowboys. But he took five sacks in that game. And I just think that for the Giants, this is going to be a contest against the Jets. I think we could probably say now they're the worst team in the NFL. Them were the the Redskins. Redskins suck too. But I think Daniel Jones, he's not going to be asked to do a tremendous amount. Jets defense terrible. The linebackers, I think this is probably more of a Saquon Barkley game. Matthew Stafford, he's been great. Hard to talk anybody really totally out of him, but... He is outside my top 12 this week. Matchup against the Chicago Bears. Four picks last year in the two matchups against the Bears compared to just two touchdown passes thrown. Eight interceptions, seven touchdown passes the last three seasons. Went facing the Bears. Road game, Soldier Field, weather getting colder. I'd start Jimmy G fresh off his four touchdown performance at home against Seattle where they've had 10 days to prepare for the Seahawks. Seahawks secondary can be vulnerable. We saw that last week against Tampa Bay. The Seahawks defense has allowed the third most passing yards of quarterbacks this season. So, yeah, I like Jimmy G over Stafford. If that's your decision, like both those guys over the ones we talked about earlier. Let's move now to the running back position. Ronald Jones, somebody I want to talk about here. I've got him just behind Devin Singletary. He's my RB 21 this week. Saw 53% of the snaps last week against Seattle. Carried the ball 18 times. Second most carries he's had in a game this year. 3.7 yards per carry. Certainly not all inspiring. But he's got touchdowns in two out of uh, his last three games. Mind you, the Bucs have lost four games in a row. Now they're four and a half point favorites against Arizona. So if you believe that Vegas... Knows everything like I do. I think game script should say that Jones is in line for over 15 carries. I don't think Darre or Peyton Barber are hindering Jones's workload now, which appears to be as he's getting more acquainted with the NFL. He's getting more involved. Cardinals defense, they've allowed the seventh most rushing yards so far this season as well. So, bye week blues. The waiver wire was ugly. Kalen balaj he was fetching $20 bids and $100 fab leagues. I mean, if you watch Kalen Balaj play football this season? Few and far between, he's resembled anything of a good football player. But he's got the opportunity. So, he makes my top 30, but I'm certainly not excited about it. Tariq Cohen, you still got him on your roster? Did you cup bait? Well, this would be the time to play him. Lions, allow the most fantasy points per game to the running back position. Third most receiving yards to the running back. So that's Cohen's proverbial bread and butter. I kind of still like Jamal Williams against Carolina. A lot of people were kicking themselves most of that game, Green Bay and L.A. last week. And Jamal Williams caught that touchdown late. And that kind of salvaged his performance there while Aaron Jones was a complete disappointment. Really, Williams was the only guy in the Packers who did anything fantasy significant and the Panthers allow the fifth most points fantasy points per game to the running back position and I get the feeling with Devontae Adams listen I mean he doesn't really have that explosiveness really at the moment with the lingering turf toe the rest of the Packer receiving course bad Williams saw 44% of the snaps last week Jones was at 59% I'd expect both guys to have decent fantasy performances this weekend. Latavius Murray, even with Alvin Kamara back, I think he's still going to get work. Talking about spreads as it relates to game script, the Saints are 13 and a half point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, I even like Joe Mixon this week Ugh. over Kalen Balaj Mixon against the Ravens. He's been bad, but only two games this year where he hasn't seen double digit targets, or I'm sorry, double digit carries. Now, he hasn't eclipsed 100 yards rushing this year in a game. I'd still play lat pulldowns over him. I'd play Jamal Williams over Mixon. Speaking of Belage, though, I'd still play him over either Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick, both those guys involved in that nightmare time split in Detroit. They've got a tough matchup, as it is. I'd play Belage over Shady McCoy. Just 10% of the snaps last week against the Chiefs, or for the Chiefs. Back to my original point though, if you missed Balazs on the wire and your remaining options are extremely sparse, I mean Kareem Hunt's probably not even available because people got excited about him in the beginning of the season. I wasn't one of them. You think they're just going to start taking away carries from Nick Chubb? It's not his fault that the Browns schematically get clueless a lot of times and Baker Mayfield is at the low point of his young career. The guy I saw available in 12-14 team leagues that I still think it's playable if you're desperate. That's Naheem Hines. Now, I really liked him coming into this year as a late-round flyer, but Mac he's stayed healthy. Hines hasn't really gotten the work. But this is a matchup-based play against the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins aren't playing the Jets again, and they've allowed the fourth-most fantasy points per game to the running back position. Hines has a reception in every Colts game so far this year. Now, the totals aren't much, just 23 so far in the year in eight games, but it's every game. Hoyer, Brissett, who's out this week. It doesn't matter. I still think Hines gets involved catching the ball out of the backfield, and who knows? Maybe he gets lucky and scores a touchdown, and you're rewarded. Moving on to the wide receiver position. Allen Robinson I'm starting with just because he was such a massive disappointment last week, but he's still my wide receiver 13. You're rolling him out there if he's on your team with six teams on a bye. Unless you're an extremely shallow league. Actually, both receiving cores in this game, the top Starters at the wide receiver position. I'm not really on the quarterback so much. Definitely not Trubisky, obviously. And I mentioned Stafford not being in such a great spot, but Galladay, Marvin Jones, if they're on your team, you're still playing them. Emmanuel Sanders, top 15, plus matchup against the Seahawks at home. Drop off for wide receiver comes after Calvin Ridley against New Orleans. With no more Sanu in that Falcons offense, Marshawn Lattimore presumably on Julio, I think this kind of sets up nicely. At least four catches in each of his last four games. A touchdown in two of those games. 28 targets in that span. I mean, after that, Robert Woods in Pittsburgh, you'd think. But Steelers, solid secondary. Golf quarterback rating nearly 10 points lower on the road. Zach Pascal, let's get to him. He was a hot waiver wire pickup this week. I like him. I I added him. The Colts, however, double-digit favorites against Miami. So if I'm getting exposure... Especially in DFS, I'd rather go to the running back side than look at these wide receivers. I would play Pascal and Woods, as I mentioned, over DK Metcalf, who I think inevitably is going to lose a couple of looks with Josh Gordon there now in Seattle. I'm not entirely sure. We'll see how it plays out. But they've got the 49ers on tap. Tougher matchup And when he got to play and flex on the Bucs last week. I like Pascal over Hollywood Brown which I keep coming back to game script as kind of a talking point in this week's Big Cheese Show. Ravens are double-digit favorites. Ravens want to run the ball as well. You know, some guys uh, with the loss of their counterpart think that they may absorb more targets. I think Preston Williams was great for Devontae Parker. With his emergence, it took the pressure off Parker. Now, I mean, there's Albert Wilson, yeah, but he's a bit more gadgety. Mike Jusecki's doing all right, but it becomes Devontae Parker number one. So I think with the Colts allowing the fifth least amount of completions to the wide receiver position this year, I'd keep him on the bench. I mean, again, it's if you're in a 14-team league, though, you might have a choice. I, I was in a 14-team league. I was looking if you missed any waiver wire pickups. A guy like Danny Amendola could be somebody to consider. He disappointed last week. He's got two guys ahead of him probably in the proverbial pecking order with the Detroit Lions wide receiving core. But Amendola... Prior to last week, he had 19 targets in two games. Detroit in the last three games has chosen pass plays the sixth most in the NFL. 66% clip in the last three games. So I could check to see if Amendola is available. Wide receiver three flex spot. Wrapping up with the tight end position. I'm not going to jump too much into defense. You can check out my rankings on that. Shameless plug, WTOP.com. Search uh, the big... Search... uh, Search the Big Cheese Show. Had somebody tell me this week that I sound monotone. Do I really sound monotone? I think I'm giving good energy in a solo pod. It was drunk. It was midnight. Guy may have just been trying to get at me. Start a controversy. I don't know. All right. Out of tight end position. Johnnie Smith. I initially had him lower in my rankings, but you just can't trust Ryan Tannehill like Truly and solely with your heart to say that you're guaranteed production at Johnny Smith. He could disappoint. He disappointed last week. But the Titans' last three games, passing the ball 61% of the time, that's the 11th most in the NFL. So that's encouraging. If Mahomes is back, as we expect he'll be, he was a full participant at practice Wednesday, I'd say there's a probably decent percent chance that Kansas City is going to be playing with the lead, and Tennessee's going to have to be playing some catch-up here. My boy John Daigle from World, he's going to be hitting – AEW in Baltimore with me this Saturday night. If you are in the house at Royal Farms Arena, give us a shout. Hit me up on Twitter. Daigle tweeted this week that Smith averaged a team-high 17% target share with Delaney Walker with the ankle sidelined the past two weeks. Walker out once again. Smith's got a route run on 48 of Ryan Tannehill's 82 dropbacks in that stint, so clearly involved in the passing game. That's good enough for me. He is ahead of Jack Doyle, who I like Doyle. He's my tight end nine this week. I like Doyle over his teammate Ebron. Doyle has not had less than three receptions since week two. Scored a touchdown last week. It was a really good route he ran in the end zone too. So, you know, Hoyer, early infancy uh, being a backup quarterback here with the Colts, at least in terms of being a starter. Maybe he says Doyle is my safety valve and I like him. Listen, you got six teams on a bye. I'll keep coming back to that. Ebron's not far behind. He's my tight end 11. TJ Hawkinson in between both of them. Chicago, good defense. Still has not been great against the tight end position this year. Fourth most receiving yards allowed to the tight end position. A guy I was on earlier this week, I've changed my tune. I I really am not starting him. I I can't trust the situation. That's Jacob Hollister. I, I don't think because Will Disley was... Really successful this year that it's immediately going to translate to Will. Di- I mean, you could say it immediately transferred because Hollister got that two touchdown performance last week. But still, no team has allowed less fantasy points per game to the tight end position than the San Francisco 49ers. He has not eclipsed 37 yards receiving in any of the three games he's played this year. I'm not chasing points against the 49ers. All my rankings. If I've missed any players that you wanted to hear about, should I play them? Should I sit them? My rankings are available once again, WTOP.com, search Big Cheese Show, or just reach out to me. Like, I'm not some famous celebrity, unfortunately, who won't answer your tweets. I want to help you. At the Big Cheese Show on Twitter. Have a great Thursday, everyone. Enjoy tonight's game. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Cheese Show Week 10 edition. Please subscribe. Everybody asks for this because it is so wildly important to those of us trying to build our podcast brand. Please, it would make a bros day. Please subscribe. Music in this episode, Rev by Eveningland. Available in the YouTube Audio Library. We out. Let's dominate.